Welcome to Daily Audio Bible Chronological. I'm Jill. Today is the 16th day of February. I had to check and see for a second where we're at. Welcome, everyone. It's so good to be here with you. An honor and a privilege to be reading the Word of God for us uh, together in community. We are continuing in the book of Leviticus today reading chapters 11, 12, and 13. This week, we're reading the contemporary English version. I'm so glad that you are making the Bible a part of your everyday rhythm. What a good thing we are doing together. Leviticus chapter 11. The Lord told Moses and Aaron to say to the community of Israel, you may eat any animal that has divided hoofs and choose the cud, but you must not eat animals such as camels, rock badgers and rabbits that choose the cud but don't have divided hoofs. And you must not eat pigs. They have divided hoofs but don't chew the cud. All of these animals are unclean, and you are forbidden even to touch their dead bodies. You may eat anything that lives in water and has fins and scales, but it would be disgusting for you to eat anything else that lives in water, and you must not even touch their dead bodies. Eagles, vultures, buzzards, crows, ostriches, hawks, seagulls, owls, pelicans, storks, herons, hoopoos, and bats are also disgusting, and you are forbidden to eat any of them. The only winged insects you may eat are locusts, grasshoppers, and crickets. All other winged insects that crawl are too disgusting for you to eat. Don't even touch the dead bodies of animals that have divided hoofs, but don't chew the cud. And don't touch the dead bodies of animals that have paws. If you do, you must wash your clothes, but you are still unclean until evening. Moles, rats, mice, and all kinds of lizards are unclean. Anyone who touches their dead bodies or anything touched by their dead bodies becomes unclean until evening. If something made of wood, cloth, or leather touches one of their dead bodies, it must be washed, but it is still unclean until evening. If any of these animals is found dead in a clay pot, the pot must be broken to pieces and everything in it becomes unclean. If you pour water from this pot on any food, that food becomes unclean and everything drinkable in the pot becomes unclean. If the dead body of one of these animals touches anything else, including ovens and stoves, that thing becomes unclean and must be destroyed. A spring or a cistern where one of these dead animals is found, is still clean, but anyone who touches the animal becomes unclean. If the dead body of one of these animals is found lying on seeds that have been set aside for planting, the seeds remain clean. But seeds that are soaking in water become unclean if the dead animal is found in the water. If an animal that may be eaten happens to die and you touch it, you become unclean until evening. If you eat any of its meat or carry its body away, you must wash your clothes, but you are still unclean until evening. Don't eat any of those disgusting little creatures that crawl or walk close to the ground. If you eat any of them, you will become just as disgusting and unclean as they are. I am the Lord your God, and you must dedicate yourselves to me and be holy, just as I am holy. Don't become disgusting by eating any of these unclean creatures. I brought you out of Egypt so that I could be your God. Now you must become holy because I am holy. 
I have given these laws so that you will know what animals, birds, and fish are clean and may be eaten, and which ones are unclean and may not be eaten. The Lord told Moses to say to the community of Israel, If a woman gives birth to a son, she is unclean for seven days, just as she is during her monthly period. Her son must be circumcised on the eighth day, but her loss of blood keeps her from being completely clean for another 33 days. During this time, she must not touch anything holy or go to the place of worship. Any woman who gives birth to a daughter is unclean for two weeks, just as she is during her period, and she won't be completely clean for another 66 days. When the mother has completed her time of cleansing, she must come to the front of the sacred tent and bring to the priest a year-old lamb as a sacrifice to please me and a dove or a pigeon as a sacrifice for sin. After the priest offers the sacrifices to me, the mother will become completely clean from her loss of blood, whether her child is a boy or a girl. If she cannot afford a lamb, she can offer two doves or two pigeons, one as a sacrifice to please me and the other as a sacrifice for sin. The Lord told Moses and Aaron to say to the people, If sores or boils or a skin rash should break out and start spreading on your body, you must be brought to Aaron or to one of the other priests. If the priest discovers that the hair in the infected area has turned white and that the infection seems more than skin deep, he will say, This is leprosy. You are unclean. But if the infected area is white and only skin deep, and if the hair in it hasn't turned white, the priest will order you to stay away from everyone else for seven days. If the disease hasn't spread by that time, he will order you to stay away from everyone else for another seven days. Then if the disease hasn't become any worse or spread, the priest will say, you are clean, it is only a sore. After you wash your clothes, you may go home. However, if the disease comes back, you must return to the priest. If it is discovered that the disease has started spreading, he will say, this is leprosy, you are unclean. Any of you with a skin disease must be brought to a priest. If he discovers that the sore spot is white with pus and that the hair around it also has turned white, he will say, this is leprosy, you are unclean and must stay away from everyone else. But if the disease has run its course and only the scars remain, he will say, you are clean. If the sores come back and turn white again, he will say, this is leprosy, you are unclean. However, if the sores heal and only white spots remain, the priest will say, you are now clean. If you have a sore that either swells or turns reddish white after it has healed, then you must show it to a priest. If he discovers that the hair in the infected area has turned white and that the infection seems more than skin deep, he will say, this is leprosy, you are unclean. But if the white area is only on the surface of the skin and hasn't become any worse, and if the hair in it hasn't turned white, he will tell you to stay away from everyone else for seven days. If the sore begins spreading during this time, the priest will say, you are unclean because you have a disease. But if it doesn't spread and only a scar remains, he will say, you are now clean. If you have a burn that gets infected and turns red or reddish white, a priest must examine it. Then if he discovers that the hair in the infected area has turned white and that the infection seems more than skin deep, he will say, 
the burn has turned into leprosy, and you are unclean. But if the priest finds that the hair in the infected area hasn't turned white, and that the sore is only skin deep, and it is healing, he will tell you to stay away from everyone else for seven days. On the seventh day, the priest will examine you again, and if the infection is spreading, he will say, This is leprosy, you are unclean. However, if the infection hasn't spread and has begun to heal, and if only a scar remains, he will say, Only a scar remains from the burn, and you are clean. If you have a sore on your head or chin, it must be examined by a priest. If the infection seems more than skin deep, and the hair in it has thinned out and lost its color, he will say, This is leprosy, you are unclean. On the other hand, if he discovers that the itchy spot is only skin deep, but that the hair still isn't healthy, he will order you to stay away from everyone else for seven days. By that time, if the itch hasn't spread, if the hair seems healthy, and if the itch is only skin deep, you must shave off the hair around the infection, but not those on it. Then the priest will tell you to stay away from everyone else for another seven days. By that time, if the itch hasn't spread and seems no more than skin deep, he will say, you are clean, now you must wash your clothes. Later, if the itch starts spreading, even though the hair is still healthy, the priest will say, you are unclean. But if he thinks you are completely well, he will say, you are clean. If white spots break out on your skin, but the priest discovers that it is only a rash, he will say, you are clean. If you become bald on any part of your head, you are still clean. But if a priest discovers that a reddish-white sore has broken out on the bald spot and looks like leprosy, he will say, This is leprosy. You are unclean. If you ever have leprosy, you must tear your clothes, leave your hair uncombed, cover the lower part of your face, and go around shouting, I'm unclean. I'm unclean. As long as you have the disease, you are unclean and must live alone outside the camp. If a greenish or reddish spot appears anywhere on one of your clothing or on anything made of leather, you must let the priest examine the clothing or the leather. He will put it aside for seven days, and if the mildew has spread in that time, he will say, this is unclean because the mildew has spread. Then he will burn the clothing or the piece of leather. If the priest discovers that the mildew hasn't spread, he will tell you to wash the clothing or leather and put it aside for another seven days, after which he will examine it again. If the spot hasn't spread but is still greenish or reddish, the clothing or leather is unclean and must be burned. But if the spot has faded after being washed, he will tear away the spot. Later, if the spot reappears elsewhere on the clothing or the leather, you must burn it. Even if the spot completely disappears after being washed, it must be washed again before it is clean. These are the rules for deciding if clothing is clean or unclean after a spot appears on it. I think I'll just remind us here as we go through these Levitical laws uh, that context matters. And so as we're reading about hair on a hand with a spot, <laughs> Let's consider that this is before antibiotics, before penicillin, before 
uh, any of these things were established for treatment. And so obviously contamination and being set outside the walls and replastering the walls, all of these things without context, without uh, an understanding of what's going on can seem quite tedious. Like really God's asking them to destroy part of the house and rebuild it. Well, for the prevention of spreading mildew and infectious diseases, yes, these are the means uh, that needed to be in place to protect the community, to protect the people. So maybe that would just cause us to look internally at what we are willing to do to protect people, family, strangers, and maybe what we're not willing to do to protect strangers, family, people, the ones that we love. Because if we really boil it down, are we going to turn something down we really want to go to if we're not feeling that well with the possibility of infecting a lot of people? This gives us context for understanding what is happening, what is being established, and we'll just hold on to that as we turn the page and continue the Levitical laws together tomorrow. Jesus, thank you for this time. Thank you for meeting with us. I pray that we would get a deep conviction of our choices, our actions, and how they affect people the ones we know and the ones we love and the ones we don't know, but that may be vulnerable, susceptible. We could probably so easily find places in our stories and time that we were affected by other people's choices and actions. And I pray that we would be acutely aware of our own and that we would spend that time and energy looking right there. Holy Spirit, convict us and change us from the inside out, I pray. I pray this now in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Daily Audio Bible, that is home base. Check it out. That's the website. And that is also the free app that you can download. If you would like to partner with us here at the Daily Audio Bible, thank you so much. To each and every one of you, for each and every partnership, we could not do this without you. And we are so eternally grateful that we do not have to. If you are giving by mail, DAB, PO Box 1996, Spring Hill, Tennessee, 37174, or utilizing that mobile app, hit the Give icon up at the top right-hand corner. And lastly, look for the Give icon on the website. If you need prayer, if you'd like to pray for someone that's previously called in several different ways for you to do so 800-583-2164 and once again utilizing that mobile device hit the red circle button up at the top right hand corner you have two minutes on the prayer line hit submit turn the wheel over to chronological and it will get to the right place that's it for me today i'm jill we will turn the page together tomorrow. I look forward to it. Until then, love one another.
Hello DABC family, this is Diana from Florida and I want to lift up a prayer for both Heather from Santa Barbara and Dina, the truck driver. Both of them have called in the past and I've prayed for them in the past as well. And I want to continue to pray for them because my heart still aches for them and I know it does for all of us in this community. So let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I lift up Dina, I lift up Heather from Santa Barbara. Father God, these women were in a very difficult season of their lives. They were in desperate need of you, desperate need of trying to figure out what's next. In Dina's case, she felt like she didn't want to even live anymore. And Father God, we've seen those emotions displayed even in your scriptures full well with Job coming at the end of his rope and cursing the day he was born, or even seeing the misery that David endured by being chased by Saul and wondering, where is God? Where are you to help? And we see this desperation even in Elijah as well, as he fears for his life during a time when Jezebel was trying to get him killed. Father God, so these emotions are real. And I do not want to dismiss any of that. I pray in the name of Jesus that you meet both of these men and women right where they are. Meet them, oh Lord God, in their financial points of need, especially for Heather. She was trying to figure out what was next financially. I pray that you would meet them at their point of need and provide everything that they need, both in their health, in their wellness, in their mental, physical, emotional health and their and their spiritual health and well-being lord god father god show yourself out to them that they would know that you are god and that you love them dearly in jesus name hi dabc family this is tammy calling from the central coast of california i just received a text from a friend asking for prayer for her son he's in the hospital and is uh having a hard time breathing his father is with him, but um, I'm asking you, family, if you would please lift him up. Thank you. I appreciate your love and your prayers. Hey there, family. This is Pam, his ransomed soul in New Jersey, calling in to pray for Mac Williams, the longtime family friend of his little songbird from Alberta, Canada, whom she'd lost contact with for a very long time but who recently, out of the blue, reached out to her. Oh, Abba, his little songbird's heart is so heavy for her friend Mac and for what's going on in his life. Satan is doing what he does best, twisting minds, twisting truths, twisting your word, shouting his accusations in an attempt to drown out your still small voice. In Jesus' mighty name, I'm asking you, Abba, to please come and rescue her friend Mac from behind enemy lines and deliver him from the evil one. Please silence the voice of the accuser. Please unravel and smooth out everything Satan has twisted. Heal what is broken in Mac's mind, heart, and spirit and restore all that has been stolen from him all these years. Remind Mac that he matters to you, that he is forgiven and loved by you, that you have never left nor forsaken him and that you never will and that in your presence is liberty and freedom 
cover Mac with the joy and peace and strength that can only come from you. Thank you for listening, Abba. And now we wait with hope for how you will bring this all about. For nothing is too hard for you. Nothing is impossible for you, my almighty God and Father. Amen. Morning, DAV community. I am asking for prayers for my husband, Philip, who was laid off from his job eight months ago. And we got some really frustrating news yesterday that the job that we thought was going to be the one, um, unfortunately, he did not get. So God keeps closing the doors, and I just pray, or I'm asking for prayer that we would just take it one day at a time and that we wouldn't get discouraged because my heart is feeling very discouraged. So asking for prayers for Philip and um, just want to say thank you and that's it.